Hello. The vagus nerve system. Everybody's got a story about the vagus nerve system. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what it means to me. Now, earlier we did a, a, a chunk on sensory integration when we talked about the trigeminal nerve system. And I've put that graphic in here for you with the link to Wikipedia with more information if you'd like. So these two nerve systems um, uh, overlay each other and they are part of what keeps your body moving and making choices and excited or calm or processing. So you got to really appreciate the physicalness of what all this is about, right? We often lament and get worried about just the pure fact our kids don't keep up with school or they're not making the choices that we wish they did. But when we dig a little deeper into what the body's doing and what the nerve systems are doing and what the brain dendrites are doing and the sensory integration is doing, well, then we realize that it's not our children's evilness <laughs> or their purposeful wickedness. It's the machine's just boogered up, right? So how can we, we better understand the machine, the learning machine that makes a kid? How can we help the machine to work better, the connections to be cleaner, more synchronized? Okay, so vagus nerve system. Um, this link will take you to more information uh, as found in Wikipedia and many other people in the medical realm. What I like to talk about the vagus nervous system is that if it's not happy, there's not going to be any learning. If the, all of those fingers that you see there in that tall picture with the brain stem, the spinal column, um, spinal cord, and then all of the, the nerve endings that are going out, if those guys are vibrating, if they're not at peace, in harmony with each other, in a calm state of secure, safe. Nobody's going to be doing, nobody's going to be paying attention to anybody other than their own uh, sense of calamity. So if your kid's ever really riled up and, and you try to talk to them too quickly, or another example for those of us who had a career in customer service previously, you, you got a customer on the phone, and maybe it's you on the phone, and boy, are you hot, right? And you're hyperventilating to whoever is on the other side of the phone. Well, they can't really start to give you answers and help you find what you need until you've gotten all of your cesspool out onto the table. Because if you're all riled up and your vagus nerve system is rat, rat, rattling and rolling, and you, you're not, you have no joint attention. Nobody's going to listen to anybody that's trying to help them when the vagus nerve system is, is just, you know, in full on attack. So the text there you see, and this comes from Wikipedia and from the dictionary, that uh, it's going to start up in the brain, right? And there's lots of branches and it goes into the, uh, the stomach and it goes into the lungs and includes the heart. So its job there is to send messages of, are you calm? Are you safe? Um, if you're not, let's make some let's make some noise and get all worried. But other than that, are you calm? Are you safe? Are you at peace? So um, let's take a moment and look at um, 
the, the third image now where it says your vagus nerve system and then there's some links and some ways to help um, control it and um, make it to help us out, make it as useful as possible. I've tried to study as much about the immune system and inflammation and methylation as I possibly can find in these, oh, let's see, John's almost 14 now, so 12, almost 12 years that we've been living in the spectrum. So he almost died from an anaphylactic reaction to fire ants when he was less than two, when he was 21 months. And that just blew out his body's inflammation system. Um, his body stopped making human growth hormone. He nearly died. Uh, we were in the ER twice. I had a purse full of baby vomit uh, trying to understand what was going on. And I, we carried an EpiPen for years and put him through a protocol with the um, uh, allergist specialist with a pediatric background uh, to recalibrate uh, his immune system to tolerate fire ants. Much like in the old days, you know, you take a little bit of arsenic and then you take a little bit more and a little bit more and you build up your body's natural resistance to something. Much like we're trying to do now with the COVID, right? Your immune system is your number one most important line of defense in your body. All right, so anyway, since then, I've, all these remaining years, anything about inflammation is going to get my attention. So you see here, and you can click on that link and it'll take you to further information about the um, uh, reduction of inflammation. Also pay attention to anything that you can find regarding methylation, a natural process of your body to reduce the, um, the toxicity that's stored in the cells. That can come from the outside in absorption. You know, if you've ever read the book Death by Rubber Ducky, um, or maybe it's Death by Rubber Duck. Maybe it's just one duck. <laughs> uh, interesting, very interesting book. Um, uh, or it comes that the uh, the toxicity level could come because we sleep poorly. Our body is not in the process of autophagy. Uh, there's several biomedical doctors that I um, absolutely follow for John and for myself and for Saxton. Autophagy is the, the process of the, the body uh, to purge its own little bits of junk. Every time the cells divide, there might be little bits of debris left over, bits and pieces of stuff that didn't quite make the, the change left behind. The body will eventually reabsorb it or it'll get sent out to sea. The brain will clean it out or the um, other purging processes of the body. Given that you get enough sleep, right? Given that you get into deep REM. So sleep's involved here. Good nutrition's involved. Um, helping anything that you can with the body for reduction of inflammation. Whether you're doing biomedical, whether you're paying attention to the diet, whether you're drinking turmeric tea, uh, you know, blackberry, uh, elderberry, um, not blackberry, forgive me, elderberry. We did blackberries as kids too, but elderberry is the main thing now. Um, so pay attention to anything that you see that helps. If you can can uh, do no harm and uh, uh, help your family heal faster with uh, a reduction of inflammation, then you should do it. This link will take you to a 1921 story about the coining of the phrase. So it's German for vagus substance. It's always interesting to me, the etymology, the, the why things get named. You'd appreciate the history of it. 
It's kind of like our kids are trying to learn will, word building and word decoding. Um, I need to uh, pull out that movie, um, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Aquila and the Bee. Uh, we need to pay attention to that again. So it's a great link there to um, to just give you another tool in trying to help your, your brain fight back the inflammation. The good news uh, for uh, kids approaching puberty is that for um, the testosterone and the estrogen, uh, those not only, well, you do, the balance out, of course, is that you get the teenage attitude, but uh, you do, once you get those hormones, they have um, an anti-inflammatory effect on the body. To the degree that um, our primary biomedical doctor that we've had ever since John was two has told me that if I want, if he wants to really get into those braces, we should um, wait until he's got rip snorting testosterone, not just barely there, but like lots of it to fight back the inflammation. And then we also do some over-the-counter and dietary um, biomedical to help reduce inflammation even with it in the body. So um, it's about a 10-prong attack. All right, so then the, there's another link there that says uh, breathing, right? So this comes um, courtesy of Rosemary Slade, occupational therapist, pediatric, registered. And uh, then Janet Carroll has taught me some things, too, about heart math and breathing. But um, to this uh, the article there that says longer exhalations are an easy way to help your vagus nervous system. So that fits into mindfulness and making sure that you get enough oxygen in the body. The deep breathing that's got a calming effect. Any of you guys ever learn Lamaze for having a kid? You, you remember how they taught us is that you just get so absorbed, you're so mindful of your breathing process that you forget the pain. <laughs> and, and that's kind of the idea with mindfulness in a way is that we're not supposed to be lost in yesterday or consumed with tomorrow, but rather to have a, uh, just a, in the moment, a sense of peace about where we are and what little control we really have over anything in life. Uh, that stress is our big enemy. It's stress is going to just make inflammation worse. And we have to choose how we react. We respond to things that happen over which we have no control. Right? So here's a couple of cliches you've heard, right? God grant me the... Um, Courage to change the things I can, the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, and the what? The wisdom, the wisdom to know the difference, right? To stay in the moment, um, not to get, uh, not to let stress just take over. There's a lot of things we have zippo control over. So something that we do have control over is how we breathe. So you click on that article, it'll take you to um, a, uh, a way that they have you focus on your breathing. But right now, I'm going to share with you what Rosemary taught us. Uh, we've had Rosemary in our home for years. She uh, helped John figure out how to blow out candles on his birthday cake. Now, there's an episode here, a, a, a podcast on a breathing in and breathing out. Um, because we had to teach him how to do that, he really could not purposefully. He could accidentally breathe in and breathe out, but not on command. Not time to blow your birthday candles out, John. All he did was just kind of sputter and spit saliva all over his chin. <laughs> now he can do it, but he had to learn. 
So her point is, so you get a pinwheel. Remember those pinwheels? And you would blow the pinwheel and make it go as long as you could. Now, that's a, a kind of a, a great way to teach kids that if you were going to do a breath count, that you you hold, you hold breathe in for three on the count of three. So you would inhale one, two, three. You hold it for five. You're trying to increase your lung capacity if we were trying to fight off and get ready for COVID, right? And then you exhale long to the count of 10. And then you repeat. You just keep going. And the point of that long exhale, which would be similar if you were trying to teach it to a kid or you just didn't want to count and you wanted to do it yourself, blow that pinwheel, baby, until you're out of breath. Blow that as long as you can. Let it go round and round and round and round like a windmill. And then you have that long exhalation, and then you breathe, and you start it over again. So we're back to breath control. Lamaze is there, right? Um, mindfulness is there. You're, you're using some um, tools that you can teach your kids uh, another one that, that someone else taught us is that you take your hand and you're tracing the outline of your hand. Like, you know, you would be drawing a, um, like a, like a, the outline of a glove. And you breathe out as you trace up to the end of your thumb and then breathe in. And then out and in as you trace up the finger and down the finger. On to the next one, up the finger and down the finger. Um, that's a very concrete way to help kids have a few tools to know how they can gain power themselves. So let's say that a, a ch children were suffering from a lot of anxiety and they needed to just have some way, some reminder to, to pay attention to their breathing. All right, so that's just a little bit about the vagus nervous system. Um, as far as an application, uh, um, I see this with with my kid. Uh, this the yesterday and today was hard, really hard for John to focus on all the online learning that we're doing now because we're in a shutdown. And maybe someday, when you're listening to this five years or ten years into the future, you'll wonder what I'm talking about. But there was a time in in 2020 where we all hid from um, the uh, uh, the coronavirus. And so the kids are just all getting a little nuts, right? As well as us adults too. So in tying in vagus nervous system with uh, sensory integration, if you watch the movie um, uh, about uh, Temple Grandin's life with Claire Danes, she built that machine, the squeezing machine. They tore it down at college, but the whole point was there to, to help provide that strong input. So when my kid is, is, is bouncing around and he's stemming and he's not paying attention and I'm, it does no good for me to continue to use words. I try to use a soft voice. I change the, the, the meter of my voice, maybe change it up, sing a song, John, come here. And when he comes close enough, I have him just stand still because we're always working on his self-regulation, his self-control. And then I say, do you want a hug? And maybe if he says, no, I don't, I give him one anyway. <laughs> but uh, the whole point there is to then just squeeze long and hold him. And with my other kid, when a long time ago, when Saxton would be sad, I would, I would hug him and I would say, I'm not letting go until you're not sad anymore. And then pretty soon he'd be like, let me go, squirming, squirming, let me go. And I say, 
well, I'm not going to let go until you're not sad anymore. And then pretty soon they, they're laughing, right? And then I'm laughing. And if we always use humor, oh my goodness, we're going to all be so far, much farther ahead. And we'll be modeling some really important coping mechanisms for our kids. So just try to remember that as a possible change-up pitch. If your kids are just pinging off the wall, and our tendency is to use a bunch of adult words, right, and try to talk them down and um, uh, reason and rationalizations. And the truth of it is the kids just got their vagus nervous system is just out of whack. Their bucket of goo is filled up to the top. Their sensory integration is like not there. And they, they kind of, it's almost like they need a physical intervention. So I give them a big old hug and then we laugh. I might tickle him. I might do anything to get his mind off of or to change his breath control, to get his his mind off whatever he's stemming, perseverating on, right? So the idea is, and that, that then that physical calmness, that, that squeezing helps to actually give them a sense of safety, a sense of security. So we're right back to the calm part of the vagus nervous system. And it's pretty key. It's pretty important and it's pretty big, right? So you take a look at the picture. There's the brain and all the way down. So it's going into the thoracic cavity, the, the abdominal. So you got the lungs, you got the, the, the belly, you got the, and then including the heart. Those are three. So that's the lungs, right? So breathing and then your, how your whole stomach is working, um, uh, which creates uh, sometimes anxiety, right? If you get a really bad feeling or if you're into chakras, your your stomach is, you've got se several important chakras with the, the lung area and the abdominal area. Um, and of course, in the heart too, right? So there we go. A little bit on the vagus nervous system. Some ideas to try to help your kids. Um, laughter is great. It changes up the um, the hormones that the body, uh, the neurotransmitters that the body produces, the brain produces, it affects their, their breath. Get some pinwheels. Do anything, um, a, a blow pieces of fluff. So let's say you're not cleaning your house so much and you got those little, um, what did we call them? My mom, bless her heart, she had these funny old farm words she made up. They call them Mickey Mouses, the little dust bunnies, right? Whatever you call that stuff that you're supposed to sweep up, but we're not sweeping up because... We're just doing other things, right? And uh, get, have a contest where the kids blow those things down the, the, the hallway. Anything that gets that breath out and gets their lungs working and moving. Well, they're going to be crossing midline. They're going to be having, um, they're going to have a certain amount of in the flow. They're going to have um, some laughter. They're going to have some joy. They're going to have a, a, a break from the just the sheer boredom of, of sitting down doing worksheets. So... Anyway, thanks for your time. Um, I really enjoy our little ch chit chats together. If you have a topic that you'd like to, to cover, let me know. Um, it's, this is not as much fun as being in the same room with you, but um, it's kind of close second. So let me know what we want to talk about. I appreciate your time and peace be with you.